Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Shintar Higashi Show with Peter Yu. Today, we have a very interesting episode about judo philosophies. That's right. Very interesting stuff. So, you know, judo is not just a martial art. It has some, like, guiding principles or philosophy, so to speak. So um, That's right. It's not just taking someone down, choking them, cranking on their arm. There's a lot of philosophies embedded in judo as designed by Jigoro Kano, who was the educator. Right. right? That's how he called himself. Right. It's more of a, like a, stuff. you know, both physical and the mental side and then they, how they kind of go yep. together. All right. Yep. So why don't we just start with uh, the name judo? Like, what does that mean? Judo. Yeah, judo. Yeah. And why, you know, some people might be familiar with the history. It used to be called jujitsu and then yep, kind of right. translate, uh, change into judo. So what, what does judo mean? Why the change? Yeah, yeah. Let's start with there. Gotcha. All right. First, jujutsu. Yeah. Okay. Those two words, very important. Ju, it's gentle. Right. Jutsu, technique. So the gentle technique was sort of the original mm-hmm. jujutsu. I know now uh, with the translation, it, people spell it jujutsu. Right. right. That's sort of a thing. It's like the but it's jujutsu. Yeah. Jujutsu. Yeah. yeah. Originally, it's jujutsu. Yeah. So the phonetic spelling was J-U-J-U-T-S-U right. was sort of the way it was sort of originally spelled. Now it's jujitsu, right. right? That's like sort of how people kind of evolved the term. Yeah. And, you know, of course, westernization and all this stuff, mm-hmm. right? With translations, things kind of change a little bit. And now it's like the common way of spelling jujitsu is J-I-U. Right. Jitsu, J-I-T-S-U, right? Right. So anyway, jujitsu, gentle technique. Judo is the gentle way. Right. Right. So when Kano started judo, yeah. he was like, I don't want to do kicks and punches because you can't really full-blown train those things. And mm. the whole concept of judo was for smaller people to take down bigger people, mm. weaker people to take down stronger, stronger people. people. Yeah. And uh, that's how it was born, the gentle way. Mm-hmm. So what right? what does way mean here? What what, what what's The, the way, man, the path. The path. The path to like, <laughs> I guess, nirvana, to a better place, right. to be... Right to striving for something greater, right? A lot of people don't know this, but Kano wasn't just responsible for judo, like creating judo, but you know he had a very big uh, part politically in ending Japanese isolationism and having the Japanese people like reintroduce to the Olympic world, right? So he had a lot of political efforts. He was like part of the IOC and stuff, right? If I remember correctly, yeah, he was big. Yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, it's funny because they did a documentary about Jigoro Kano Mm -hmm. the other day, like. And like a Japanese soap opera series yeah. or whatever. It was like a docu-series yeah. situation. And I was like, oh, shoot, this is going to be a lot of judo in it. There was no judo. <laughs> he was, yeah. Like in the opening credits, like you see Jigoro kind of like doing judo. judo and like teaching little kids and they're doing break falls and ah, like all this stuff. But that was it. It's like, I was like watching, like, where's the judo? Right, Damn right. It, you know? <laughs> yeah. Because he, he was like a key figure in the modernization of Japan in the uh, Yeah, big time. He was like, we got to do, yeah. do stuff. Like. I am pro Western right. culture and then Latin America and Japan and like work together and do all the right. stuff. And, you know, maybe I'm wrong. I th- you know, maybe uh, I don't <laughs> no, know. No, I, th- I think that's right. Like, <laughs> that's I, what I, yeah. But, like I didn't read up and study this stuff. Some people are like historians when it comes to like martial arts. Right. You know, I'm not one of those people. Some people are like an encyclopedia. They consume everything right. about judo and watch every international tournament. I'm not like that. So take what I say with a grain of salt. <laughs> Just right. a, some disclosure, but I think that the general tone is that he's he wasn't just a martial arts teacher; he was a pol- politician, skilled diplomat. Politician, yeah, yeah, that's right. All those things, right. and you know, more than anything, he wanted to be known as the educator, right? right? Educator. So he was like, uh, "I want to 
use judo to better society and that's where all like the societal stuff comes right. into play this philosophy stuff comes into play so the reason why he decided to change from techniques to way or path is because he probably wanted to bring in that education side of things it's not just about like yeah yeah you know killing people like back yeah, in the day yeah. some people you know. think it's like I, he wanted to go away from like the martial side and make it a lifestyle situation mm. right to better your situation better your life right How can you improve your life doing this martial art what are the benefits you can reap from it long term right right as a lifelong practice of educating oneself and personal growth right so that's appropriate mm-hmm judo so that is the start way. of it not very gentle that is the i think <laughs> that is the boat yeah i guess it's gentle in a way that because you know uh well we'll get into that i think it kind of both yeah. the word gentle and way it, you know encompasses everything so you kind of touched upon it like how he wanted uh, uh a martial art that could enable weaker or smaller people to take down yeah. bigger stronger people so yeah I guess in, uh, there's a, a term for it in a way, I guess, in, in judo. Seiryoku zenyo. Yeah. yeah. Seiryoku zenyo. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. So, minimum effort, yeah. maximum efficiency. Minimum That's effort, maximum about. efficiency. Yeah. 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 So, that, so, what, how, so I guess that is the gentle side of judo. Would you say? Yeah. yeah. Minimum effort, maximum efficiency. I mean, Kano himself said, why? Mm-hmm drive down to the pizzeria if you could seamless you're you're done oh, <laughs> so he's so prescient that he he could yeah, always see the, the 40s, picture yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly i mean and i think it you know it, it's it, in the physical side of things it, it, you know you yeah. always we in judo you be focused on like the kuzushi the unbalancing and then how to yeah you know take down someone without forcing it and then yeah. how how what do you think uh, that philosophy of Seiryoku Zenyo, minimum effort, maximum efficiency, comes into play in terms of like the mental mental side of things in judo. Mental side of things in judo. Yeah. You think? <clears throat> I mean, you know, you don't want to be forceful right. with every, all the stuff that you do, right? You want to embrace the stuff and then you don't want to exert unnecessary energy. That's really what it's about. Mm-hmm. You know, and life is about that too, right? Finding efficiencies, finding redundancies and getting rid right. of it. Right. So that really does play with your everyday life. I mean, if you're in the office, right, you want to get rid of redundancies. <laughs> you, know, you want to get rid of employees that manage up, manage down, yeah. push off work to the side. They don't really actually do any work. Right. You know, you want to get rid of that kind of stuff. <laughs> you know what I mean? like, maybe some people are very good at yeah. doing that. You know, who knows? Right. But like, that's what it's about. You know, minimum effort, maximum efficiency. And, you know, it's like embedded in the judo, even from the beginning when mm-hmm. you learn ukemi. Right. Right. And it goes coincides with the gentle way of like mm-hmm. embracing the fall. Right. If you put your hand down, like you're taking that force onto your body. But if you could do a rollout, right? Right, right. Would you say it's a lot less effort? Would you say in your personal uh, life you follow this principle of minimum effort, maximum efficiency? Oh yeah, man. Amazon Prime. (laughs) Same (laughs) Amazon Fresh. (laughs) Maybe it's gotten too easy to do to follow this nowadays. This is too yeah, a little bit, <laughs> a little bit too too convenient. Yeah. Yes, for sure. But I I do always have a mindset of like, man, why you know am I doing something a certain way? Right. What can I do to improve upon this? Like, how can I automate certain things? Right. It's like I'm always thinking that way. Right. And I think uh, I mean I kind of want to say like yes, it has a lot to do with judo, but you know every self help book out right. there, every self help guru. 
right? It kind of sort of preaches this stuff. It doesn't mean you know? that you you should be lazy. It should be. It it means that, like, oh, sim- according to what you just said, it means more about improving the ways you are doing things so that you could yeah. achieve the maximum, you know, uh, results yeah. without exerting too much energy. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, well, because this is the thing, right? Like, yes, I can physically push somebody into a position mm. and force the gripping and this and that. But now I'm a little bit tired. Now, if I right. want to exert that energy, I could that I could have spent on doing something else. Mm-hmm. Right now, I've spent a lot of that. Energy, right. Right. It's like sort of resource management, mm-hmm. if you will. And then you see like a great uh, tough guy that's like a yellow belt or something. Like he's grinding and he's putting this right. He's got, coming forward and he has a great tank, gas tank, mm-hmm. but he's burning it all. Right? right, which is okay, but like now you're not really focused on spending it on getting out of bad positions, right? Or, right, you're not saving it for certain executions of certain positions and techniques, right? Mm-hmm. You're spending it in the wrong places, right? And you want to, and you know, there's sort of a idea of like, ah, no, you want to go hard, you want to exert, but you want to save those days, right? If you're getting pinned, you have to start bridging and turning and going a little bit nuts. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of you have to force yourself out of that position a little bit, right? Right to create space. Sometimes you just physically need to push somebody. Right. right? You can't just outmaneuver someone because if someone's physically holding you down right. and restricting your movement, you have to be able to physically create that space. Mm-hmm. And you want to use that energy that you have in the gas tank during that time. Mm-hmm. You know. But if you're like jumping up and down, going nuts, and going for sodos and trying to force bad throws, and you've already sort of sapped, and now you're you got taken down and you're getting pinned. Now you might not have that energy to spend. I see. Right? So, so it's not about yeah. like not using energy at all. It's about using energy. You need to use energy. Like you said, like when you're pinned, you, you have, have to, to yeah, spend yeah. your energy to get out of that position. But that will yeah. be the efficient way of spending that energy. Yeah. yeah. Like if I could automate certain things that like in life right. right, or at work, and then those things are taken care of. Now I could use that energy that I would have spent on that mm-hmm. on something else. Right. right? It's kind of like opportunity cost. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's what really kind of circles back to. So you're right. It's not about laziness. Mm-hmm. Right? It's about resource management. Yeah, okay, that's, that's right. Right there. I'm going to coin that. Hashtag <laughs> judo resource management. Yeah. So Make the, a t-shirt. very useful con- <laughs> concept. Serio kuzenyo, minimum effort, maximum efficiency. So there's another yeah. pillar uh, in the philosophy of judo called jita kyoe. Yep. Uh, mean, which means mutual welfare. Right. And respect. And, respect. and yeah. benefit. Yeah. Yeah. Respect, benefit, mutual welfare. Right. Like, and, you know, like, it's not specific to judo. Right? right. If you've ever read Stephen Covey's Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, that's one of the things, one of the first mm. things. The tenets is like win win. Yeah. You win, I win. Let's make each other better. Right. right? This idea of a zero sum game in competitive sports. Right. Right. I win, you lose. That shouldn't be like that when you're doing judo. That's why some people argue like Kana wasn't about competitive judo. Mm. He was a lot more than competitive judo. Right. Right. Which is something that I kind of try to remind myself of every day. Right. Right. See, and then you, you kind of, we, we, you all mentioned a lot about your philosophy where you don't try to make like two, uh, two classes of students in your dojo where there's a, you know, first class citizens, the competitors, yeah, and they know. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I mean, there's naturally already a hierarchy with the belt system. Right. Right. Now, when you add on, like, oh, that guy competes, this guy doesn't compete. Oh, let's give a round of applause to the people who did go to the competition. Now, the people who don't compete feel like second class citizens. Right. That's not a, that's not a good look. Right. right? 
Uh, It's there if you want it. It's there if you want to test yourself and try it. Great, but it doesn't make you better than the person that's standing next to you Mm. who it's not for them. Right. And then... You know what I mean? So that, you know, you... Jita Kyoe, the philosopher Jita Kyoe, mutual welfare kind of comes into that because if ultimately the competitors need non-competitors to train and like, yeah, they do. you know, and then the non-competitors need the competitors to learn, you know, fancier techniques or, you know, more, you know, yeah, advanced techniques. Yeah. Some of the best people I know who are the most skilled technician and knowledgeable mm-hmm. people are not competitors. Right. So take a look at this guy, Brian Glick. Right. He's a right. guy. That's, you know, teaches me jiu-jitsu. He's never competed. Mm. I think he competed in like two things and he won it or something. Right, right. But like he was, he's an unbelievable practitioner. Right, right. Lifelong practitioner. Mm. You know, he does judo with me for years. He's a judo black belt, jiu-jitsu black belt. He did Muay Thai for many Mm. years. He's a savant. Right, right. He trains, you know, three, four hours a day, every day for the last 20-something years. Wow. And he's so knowledgeable. He has the communication skills to teach you. Mm -hmm. He he embraces both like the judo philosophies yeah. i guess yeah yeah he really does yeah. you know and uh let's take a look at a guy like that yeah. you know didn't compete right it's fine you don't need to compete right a lot of the times it's people like hey i want to go to this competition it's like why right right let's talk about that first why do you want to compete right you know? but going back to the idea of mutual welfare and benefit if you're in the training room you have to have this sort of collectivist mindset we talked about yeah. this the other day but like let's make each other better mm-hmm. Right. Person next to me makes me better. I make the person next to me better, even though there's a skill gap, mm. right? I'm a, you know, whatever belt and this person's a whatever belt, but, right, I'm going to sort of handicap myself so this person can get something out of it and I'm going to get something out of it because I'm working on certain right. things. The goal, if it's me versus him to beat this person, mm. then of course, with a skill gap, weight gap, uh, size difference, weight difference, strength difference, like I'm going to be able to beat this person. Mm-hmm. Right, and then the person who's the best in the dojo, uh, if the goal is to beat the person in front of you, like they're really not going to get right. much out of training because they're just going around beating everybody up. <laughs> this, right? The, I guess uh, personally, <laughs> this is something I had to work on a lot because when I approached Randori, especially when I was younger, you know, mm. you remember, you talked, we talked about this. Yeah. Like I, I, I yeah. used to, yeah, I used to treat Randori as like a zero sum thing. Like, oh, I need to win. I need to throw everyone. Like, yeah. go hard. And we'll still never really get away from that. Right. It's always a battle, right? Right, right. But then it's like, and you need some rounds like mm-hmm. that because you need to go in and say, hey, I've never worked out with this guy from Japan that I've never seen before, <laughs> and he's a tough lefty. Yeah. Like, I need to try my stuff to see what works, what doesn't right. work. Go back to the drawing board and then figure some of this stuff right. out. So the next time, so now it becomes like a gamified thing, mm-hmm. right? For your own self-improvement. Right. You know, and it matters. Yeah. Do I know what this person does? Do I not know what this right. person does? You, right? What Did that actually happen? I, I feel like it. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Making it up as I yeah. go. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's, it actually happened to me the other day. So I'm going to try. I'm, I'm been working on that. But I think that's, uh, it's, it's competitive, but it's, has some mutual understanding because that yeah. uh, Japanese visitor, you know, he he knew that I wanted to, you know, really try things out with them, try to really actually yeah. go uh, hard. And then once when there's understanding like that, that is mutual benefit. Like oh, we're trying to improve, is, yeah. you know, help each other improve. Yeah. Yeah. And even competition, right? right? Like you're going in, you're not used to fighting a lot of these people. Mm-hmm. 
going out there and figuring what they do immediately off the bat, mm-hmm. right? As opposed to like being in the training room, it's like, oh, this guy does that. He and the Sanagi Clapper does this. He switches left. You know, mm-hmm. he does that. Going in cold, not knowing what the other person does, right. figuring it out as you're going along. Like that's a whole nother skill in itself. Right, right. So every person there is also making you better too because you're developing that specific right. skill set. And also competing on the pressure, mm-hmm. beating anxiety, all those different things come into play. Right. Right. So if you're in that room with 20 people in the bracket, right, you're making each other better. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. That's and so that's why you got to get your matches in sometimes. Right. So it's if that's for you. So then it's like right. Every aspect of it, you know, of judo you c- can be, yeah. we need to frame it in a, a way that we can benefit both all the, yeah. everyone involved. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, when you look at it like that, then it becomes a growth thing. Mm-hmm. Right. But that you got to look at it from a cost benefit analysis too. It's like, okay, you know, uh, what's the benefit of me reaping out of this thing, but what's the risk? Right. Right. I take this risk to go to this thing to learn and develop a couple of these ideas, but What's the you know risk of injury? Mm-hmm. Right? Do I work with my body? That that kind of really matters too. You know, can I go into the office with a black eye and would that look poorly? Right. You know, amongst the partners, right? Like that's another thing that matters as well. You know, do I work with my hands? Mm-hmm. You know, if you're a surgeon and you're relying on your hands right, to do it, right. right? In the dojo, you could train and do certain things, but the risk is low. Right. In a tournament, someone takes an armbar on you. They're not gonna like give you the opportunity to tap. Right, like, right. hey, I have to. Right. They're not really. They're gonna crank on right. that thing. They're they're gonna you rip I mean? your uh, grips off. Yeah, yeah and then you're gonna go yeah. in and you know have surgery and your arm is shaking <laughs> and the thing like you, now you can't right. I mean like it's kind. Of, I think that that is almost like also minimal effort maximum efficiency in a way. Because yeah. if you look at your life holistically, you have yeah. to figure out how to get most out of judo with yeah. you know without risk yeah. you know. Yeah, cost-benefit yeah. analysis, you know, a risk-to-reward ratio, mm. right? That sort of stuff comes into play. Mm. People think, hey, I want to compete because I want to test myself. Okay, yeah, great, but have you done this yeah. risk calculation right. here, right? What's the risk? Mm-hmm. What is the cost? What is the benefits that you're going to reap from it? And, you know, that has a lot to do with efficiency, right? Right, Because you don't want to, you know, in poker they call it pot odds, yeah. right? So You know, you don't want to risk everything for a very small reward, mm-hmm. right? Exactly. And that has a lot to do with the uh, judo right. mindset, you know. So and no need to feel pressure to compete. You know, if if do it if you think it's the right avenue for your growth, personal growth. Yeah. 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 Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. those are the I'd say the two pillars, like the big things about the yeah. philosophy of judo, right? And you just told me about an interesting another concept and it doesn't you said it doesn't really pertain specific to judo yeah but uh bun buryodo yeah bun buryodo yeah it's like uh, academics and athletics work together Mm -hmm. in equals i see right because you can't just be jacked with no knowledge right you just can't (laughs) you can't just grapple with no ability to think think about about it, it and then Right. And there's people who are out there who are training, who are very good, mm-hmm. but they could only do what they're told. Right, right. Right. You don't want to be that person. You want to develop the academic mind. You want to be outside the box thinkers. Why does this technique work? How can I create this newer system, mm-hmm. newer ideas? Right. And it's not just specific to martial arts. You can't just do martial arts your whole right, life. Right, right. And then, I mean, there are people who do it mm-hmm. and you love it. You Great. Yeah. But like, that's not something that I would 
suggest. Right. You know, like guy walks into my dojo, quit your job and come to the dojo seven days a week. And then <laughs> you're going to be like an indentured servant. Yeah. Now you're just going to train eight hours a day. And this is your life from now on. It'll make you better. Like, no, I don't, I don't believe in that at all. Right, right. Right. Go to school, do your thing, have your career, come to the dojo, use it as a tool to make your life better. Mm-hmm. Right. Boom, right? right. It has to be equal, even. Right. You can't just do this thing. Unless you're me. <laughs> this is how I feed every, my, my family. You know what I mean? No, you do other it's things. A bit different. You, you do podcasts and then you, you, went, to, yeah, podcasts, you went to school, yeah. you make videos. And I think, yeah, yeah you're, you're, <laughs> you went to school, make videos. Yeah. Yeah. You're very academic in your Everything own way. ties back yeah. to, to judo. <laughs> but I think yeah. uh, it's when you say academics uh, is equal to, you know, martial arts, it do- academics doesn't mean like, oh, you got to do well in school. It's more about like, you know, not just school, yeah. right? It's not, you know, you have to be a thinking, thinking person. Yeah. yeah. And you have to apply that mentality, right? right? Of like, if you're a plumber, mm. always try to be a better plumber. Right. Right. And it's like uh, the Japanese philosophy of Kaizen. Kaizen. Yeah, I see. Yeah. It's like 1% better every single day. This is what you do. Might as well do it good. You're going to get better at it every day. 1% mm-hmm. every day, just a little bit better, yields big, big results, big, big changes down the line. Right. Stuff like that. You know, take pride in what you do. Right, right. You know, and Japan really like kind of pushes this thinking, mm. pushes the collectivist mindset. Mm-hmm. And it's embedded in judo. Right. It really is. You know, it's interesting because... A lot of these concepts in Japan are the opposite of sort of the Western thing right. of like individualistic, yeah. right? I want to, you know, win and make money. There's nothing wrong with that. Right. It's a balance. You know, yeah. I subscribe to this too, right? right? Yes, it's a balance, a balance. Yeah. Because, right? you know, the collectivist culture of Japan has its own prop set of problems as well as the oh, benefits. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So does the individualistic yeah. culture of America, you know? Yeah. So we we want to pick and choose, kind of like yeah, like the mutual welfare yeah. philosophy. We want to figure out what what will be the best combination of the two. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's like you need that sort of counter checks and balances system because you can't have everybody who's right. on the right, right, and you can't have everyone who's on the left. Right. You can't have everybody the Democrat running everything. You can't have everyone Republican, right. right? There's some fiscal views Republican side and this, and then checks and balances right. and shifts, and then goes back and forth, and nothing ever gets done. <laughs> but you know, we're all moving forward, kind of, yeah. right? So that's kind of like how it's got to be done. Right. Right. The balance, balance. Let's talk about that's the next episode. Judo and politics. <laughs> politics period. Oh man, right? that, I think that that might be our best episode yet. Yeah. Like, what are Peter's views? Oh about, man, uh, yeah. Everyone wants yeah. to know. Everyone wants to know. Cool. Yeah. Uh, so we covered like big four things: the name judo, the gentle way, serikuzenyo, minimum effort, maximum efficiency, jita kyoei, yep. mutual welfare, bumburyodo, academics and martial arts go together. So yeah, anything yeah. else we missed? That's really the, the philosophies of judo. Right. You know, and uh, I sort of have personal judo philosophies, mm-hmm. right? Uh, you know, synergy and right. all this stuff. And, you know, but that really does go back to minimum effort, maximum efficiency. Which are welfare, These yeah. sort of tenets yeah. really cover a lot, right. you know, and you can kind of like talk about it all day. Right. right? We have specific dojo creed right. that kind of like loops back to this. And we'll, we'll talk probably that started, t- yeah. yeah, with the Kakushikan University system. Mm. And my father really pushed this uh, mentality at the dojo. Uh-huh. And, you know, it helps to develop the community and the culture of the dojo, right? right? So we have that. Uh, but yeah, that really covers judo philosophy. Right. You know, um, apply it to your regular life. Right. That's really what it's about, yeah. you know, and how can I 
right? Mutual welfare and benefit and respect is like, that's something that I always try to, mm-hmm. but I mean, it's not specific to judo. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you gotta a lot be, of this yeah. stuff is not specific to judo, Yeah, but it's nice that there's a martial art slash sport slash grappling art that has mm-hmm. these ideas embedded in the thing. Right. Not just like go out there and kick that guy's ass. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah. You know? So I think uh, I think a lot of times, you know, people kind of know about it, about those things at a superficial level. But, I mean, I'm glad that we got to talk about it in more depth. Yeah. And hopefully it, yeah. this conversation will be helpful for everyone. So um, thanks for listening, guys. And uh, stay tuned for the next episode.